G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 27. I am John Barker from Winning Post and joining me as usual, my colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall, the Jackal, Carl Diorio. Well, Joel, last week, the Brisbane Carnival began to warm up. There was a group one, there was a hot favourite and the hot favourite got rolled, didn't run a place. There is a hot favourite in one of the two group ones on Saturday, even hotter indeed, uh, Kavalika. Is uh, any more bomb-proof than Zaki last week? Uh, I think I think you can be a little bit more confident. Easy to say after Zaki's already been rolled. But I think Kovalik has got the right sort of form. You know, I guess the, the, the query is the setback. You know, it's, it's hard to win races off a setback. And, it had, it, you know, he had to divert and go to a different plan. But you know, he showed his class last week by, you know, taking on the Doombin Cup and running third. So... You know, whilst it wasn't the original plan, I think we probably found out a little bit more about him and, and learned that he is pretty darn good. So I think he's the one beaten. You know, the outside gate was probably going to be the, the query, but he's come up with barrier five and should just map to get a lovely run. I think there are, you know, there's there's four or five others in the race that have got a little bit of upside. And apart from that, it's probably a long tail. But yeah, I think he's, I think he's a deserved odds on favourite. And, Carl, the other group one is the sprint. That was, of course, the Queensland Derby we were discussing there. The sprint is the Kingsford Smith Cup. Uh, Wait for age, 1,300 metres. And uh, despite being wait for age, it's uh, quite the opposite of that Derby market. $5 the field. Um, Where do you see, uh, without uh, spoiling your actual tip, where do you see the winner coming from there? It's it's really interesting, Barks, because we're seeing a horse with Think About It stepping up to group one company has a fantastic winning record, but hasn't tackled a race of this nature just yet. And is the four, the one favorite. Then you have the second favorite who is a imported sprinter uh, who's been unplaced to these three local runs this campaign. It does really have an open feel about it. Uh, I'll be trusting those that come through those white for age form lines, because that tends to be the, the right pathway for this race. All righty, we will get to the Group 1s very shortly, but uh, all eyes pretty much on Brisbane now. There's a little bit of black type elsewhere, but not much. So Brisbane definitely taking centre stage, and we will take you right through the black type on the Eagle Farm program, starting with Race 3, Living Turf Premier's Cup, 2,400-metre quality Group 3. Joel? Uh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in the run of Ra the other day, but I couldn't sort of find anything else that I wanted to jump off him for in this race. So I'm going to give him another chance. He he got a lovely run. He loomed into it and just didn't quite finish off. But he wasn't beaten all that far. He was getting to 2,000 first time this prep. So maybe just that run brings him on. Look, if he had a drawn a wide gate, I probably would have hopped off. But he's going to get a lovely run again. And he's going to be 10 or $11 again. So I'm going to follow up and back him each way. I uh, thought number one, Fancy Man, could run a good race. He's had the two runs in Australia. We haven't seen him since... Uh, early April when he took on the Easter Cup on a heavy track. I thought his run prior to that behind Zarek was quite good in the Neville Selwood. So I think there's still a fair bit of room for improvement with him. Uh, in for third, number three, Serpentine. And for four, uh, for fourth, number four, Calipore. They quenelled the race uh, here in late April. Of course, Calipore has since come out and won the chairman's 10 for me from one, three and four. I'm with number one, Fancy Man on top. As Joel said, the two runs in Australia have been decent. The first up run was encouraging in Neville Selwood last time. Just race too keen to a fast pace set by White Marlin on a heavy track. 
and uh, was a little bit uh, tired over the concluding stages. Steps up to the 2,400, hopefully settles a little bit better. And uh, I think he can win the Winter Derby, uh, being his last win at Lingfield back in uh, 2022, in early 2022. Got him ahead of the English Derby winner from 2020, Serpentine, who uh, led in the small field and, and kept going to beat Calipore. And Calipore is my third selection. He was the last start winner of the Chairman's Handicap. And then for fourth, I've put in Joel's top pit, uh, tip. I'll tell you, uh, uh, I've gone one, three, four, and ten. Race four at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Sky Racing Lord Mayor's Cup. 1,800 metres, set weights and penalties, Group 3, Joel. Um, yeah, for just as a tricky race, uh, quite a few chances. I've been sucked in again to Bellatrix Black. I don't know why I keep losing my money on it, but she was sort of running on to finish maybe fourth or fifth last week, and then she got uh, horribly wiped out at about the 100 metres. So... They're backing her up. She's got a good gait. I still think you know, they're taking their time to get her out to her best distance, which I think is 2,000, but she does creep out to 1,800 and on the bigger track. So she's big odds and she's going to lure me in again. Uh, four, new mandate. Good win in the Hawkesbury Cup. Just a little bit tested at weight for age in the Hollandale, but James McDonald back on and back to this sort of level. He can improve. Uh, eight, Berterbeck. He's uh, certainly one of the veterans going around, but he's still good enough. His Hawkesbury Cup run was good and then just too far back at Scone. He's had two wide gates. Barrier one helps. He's not a horse that can take a spot, but it you know, just means he doesn't have to give away unnecessary ground. And in for fourth, I've got number 13, Luntzies, also through that Scone Cup. Very good there, first up, and has won twice uh, in a second up state. Not a lot of confidence, but just a couple of dollars on number 10 from four, eight, and 13. Number three, without the five on top for me. Uh, last start run came in the Melbourne Cup. He worked way too hard uh, down the straight the first time was caught wide through the race and then just uh, had nothing left for the final 800 metres. And he was beaten 21 lengths, but still finished midfield. Um, he's not your typical dower import. He's got a bit of pace, this horse. So I think 1,800 metres at his first up run, if it, that Melbourne Cup effort hasn't taken its toll, he can certainly show up here fresh. Lunacies has been um, knocking on the door for a win for a long time. Unlucky in the Scone Cup uh, last start. Alcyone caught wide last start, capable of improvement with a softer run here. A new mandate in for fourth. Uh, he'll find this a little bit easier than the uh, wait for age assignment in the Hollandale last start. I've gone 3, 13, 17 and 4 in race 4. In race 5 at Eagle Farm, it is the Mullins Lawyers Fred Best Classic. 1,400 metre group 3 set weights for three-year-olds. Joel? Yeah, wide gate... Um is a bit of a downer, but I think Seven Vales is going really well this prep, and I think if she gets any luck, she'll be hard to hold out. She's a good price. She's coming off two very good runs in Adelaide. Nothing wrong with those form lines, and I think the step up in distance will suit. So she's just going to need a, a bit of luck early, but I think she's a, a good each-way play. Uh, from eight Hawaii 5-0s, always had talent. He's always showed it at the trials, and he started to click into gear now. That was a dominant win in the Hawkesbury Guineas. In for third, I've got number two, Yellow Brick. No real knock. He sat wide and beat them comfortably in the Gold Coast skinnies there at the Sunshine Coast. So he's certainly going to be hard to beat. And four, Zoo Tiger, the class runner, off a bit of a freshen since we last saw him in the Arrow Field. But prior to that, Group 1 placed in the Randwick Guinea. So he brings the class form line. 14 for me, though, the filly from 8, 2 and 4. 8 on top for me, Hawaii 5-0. 
very impressive in the Hawkesbury Guineas. Horses just don't win like that and don't go on with it. Um, in a fantastic stable, Gay, uh, Gay Warthouse and Adrian Bott, they've turned uh, this this colt into, uh, you know, really switched him on. As Joel said, has trialled well, has, has always shown ability, but that was the most emphatic display of his career, and I think he'll go on with it here. Zoo Tiger in for second. He's probably the only other horse in this race that I'd consider as a lightweight Stradbroke possibility to come from this Fred Best. He was placed in the round with guineas and is... Uh, Probably finds 1,200 metres too sharp. 1,400 is his right distance, and a mile is probably a touch too far. For third, I'd put in number two, Yellow Brick, who's done nothing wrong. And for fourth, number one, Fashion Legends, who uh, is capable of improvement back to his own age group. I've gone eight, four, two, and one. First leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race six. Aqua Stallions, BRC size, produce stakes, 1,400 metre group two set weights for two-year-olds. It's worth a million bucks. John? Yeah, well, my tips uh, still requires three scratchings to get a run, so um, maybe a moot point. But I've gone with number 21, Azula, uh, this daughter of Savabile from the Waterhouse Bot Yard. She trolled up nicely before the debut. She didn't have a lot go right and wasn't beaten far. Uh, luck out of the equation next time by Jean Van Overmeer and went straight to the front and well did a little bit of work early, but then um, sort of controlled things and, and gave a really good kick. It was a strong win. There was a bit of depth for that maiden race. Uh, I think she's a, a live chance if she can sneak in. Uh, otherwise, I've got number two on top, Chrysayor. I had sort of a few question marks on his form lines through that two-year-old campaign, um, the, the summer campaign, but he was really impressive at Gosford and just may well have taken the next step. So I think he's hard to beat. Also out of that Gosford race, the unlucky runner was snapped back. He's always had wraps on him. Uh, it's got a shocking gait, but if he gets a bit of luck, he can figure. And I've thrown the Kiwi Colt in for fourth. We saw the Rogerson team with the Redwood horse last year, sharp and smart, be competitive in the Queensland winter. And this guy's won his last couple in New Zealand in good fashion. 21 if she gets a start from 2, 11 and 9. 11 for me, snapback. Very unlucky, uh, behind Chrysayor at uh, Gosford. Uh, didn't have uh, much luck at Warwick Farm the start prior either. It got back from a wide gate and had a bit of a tough run. So just needs luck from that barrier, but certainly capable of uh, winning here if fortune finally favours it this campaign. Head of number seven, uh, Armed Forces, a very well-bred uh, cult by him, Invincible, who uh, just was beaten at Group 2 level last time at the Champagne Classic. Uh, Chrysler in for third and then for fourth, number four, make a call who's been freshened since contesting some races during the Sydney Autumn Carnival. I've gone 11, 7, 2 and 4. Second leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday. First of the group ones is the Ladbrokes Queensland Derby. Set weights for three-year-olds over 2,400 metres worth a million bucks. Fun facts, no Queensland Derby winner ever has started at a price greater than $21. Uh, Saddlecloths, one to three, account for seven of the past 11 winners, which is not surprising. They are the highest rated horses going in. And no winner has come off an unplaced run since shoot-off back in 2011, and shoot-off was coming off a four. So, obviously, good recent form uh, counts, and the good recent form is with the favourite, uh, or some of it is with the favourite, Kovalika. Joel? Yeah, I'm with the favourite on top. As we touched on earlier, I think, uh, you know, we, we might have found out a little bit more about him last week because he measured right up to the Group 1 weight for age level and ran a good race behind Wethaw in the Doombin Cup. So he's on top for me. Uh, I've had something on number 12 cut on a dime at 100 to 1. I thought his rough habit run was quite good. He matched to get a soft run. 
I think he's always looked like a blinker's horse because he just um, you know, seems to come on and off the bit and just looks a bit lost at times in his races. Uh, so he gets the blinkers on here, and I think he'll run the trip. He's a good roughy. Uh, in for third, number five, Andalus. Terrific effort in the New Zealand derby, and then may just have found the, the wet track against him in Sydney, but yeah, still wasn't a shocking run, beating more than half the field home. He's getting out to big odds, and Promises Kept was off a gap between runs in the SA derby. Looked the winner for a long way until being gunned down late by Dunkel. Uh, you'd have to think he's going to strip a bit fitter for that and going to take some catching. One on top from 12, 5, and 4. Yeah, Kovalika on top for me just kicks himself, I think. And, and that last uh, effort at Wait for Age last week was very good. Even with that economical ride from James Orman, um, he, he showed in the Queensland guineas three wide the trip, had no favours in the run, and he still was was dominant on the line. So um, Barrier 5 hopefully gets a bit of luck hard to beat. From four promises kept to almost led throughout in the South Australian derby, nine stroke of luck who... Uh, was strong at the finish in the rough habit, drew barrier three, had a soft sort of uh, midfield run, got through the field and hit the line nicely, promises to get a similar sort of run from barrier four on the weekend. And then for fourth, I'm putting in uh, number 15, Extravez, who uh, ran sixth in the rough habit, coming wide on the home turn and, and finding the line. Uh, son of Extravagant should appreciate the rising trip. I've gone one, four, nine and 15. Third leg of the quaddy at the farm on Saturday and second of the group ones is race eight, Eber Air Kingsford Smith Cup, 1,300 metres wait for age. Also worth a million bucks. Uh, this, of course, is a relatively new race. It was We still have a race called the Doomben 10,000. That race has been moved forward in the calendar, shortened from 1,350 to 1,200 this one has taken the calendar spot previously occupied by the Doombin 10,000 and it's 1,300, so it's pretty similar to the old Doombin 10,000. But there's been five Kingsford, Kingsford Smith's Cups. One of them has been a Doombin over 1,350, just to add to the confusion. But four of the five winners have jumped from gate seven or wider. All five winners have been male horses aged four or five. Joel, wide open, as we mentioned. What are you going for? Yeah, well, I'm following that, uh, that trend with the stats, and I'm with number five, Valana. Uh, I think we'll see a lot better horse than we saw in the Doombin 10,000. They're just a bit sharp for him, 1,200 around Doombin. You know, sort of first go at this serious level, but I didn't think his run was too bad. Um, it looks Stradbroke might be more his race, but I, I reckon he can win at Wait for Age on Saturday, and he's a good price. You know, he's sort of always... Um, been high up in the market for this race, and off that one run, he sort of pushed out to double figures. So... I know there's a bit of depth to the race, but I think he'll be very hard to beat. Uh, 11, think about it, is the hardest to beat, I reckon. He's, as Carl touched on earlier, he's got to step up and take on this tougher level, but he just seems a winner every time he's looked like maybe getting beaten. He's been able to uh, pull it out and get the job done. Uh, seven in for third, King of Sparta. Never really sort of thought he was a group one horse, but he's sort of taken that next step this time in. His Oakley plate run was terrific and good again at the Valley and then Again, good chasing Rothfire, and I've got that horse in for fourth, number four, Rothfire. Five, 11, seven, and four. Similar numbers for me. I've gone King of Sparta on top, horse number seven. Yeah, his, his form lines this campaign have been excellent. He'll get back. There looks plenty of speed on paper. You've got Eduardo, you've got Rothfire. They, they, they will run along in this event, and that should give King of Sparta his chance to get home over the top. He's passed two runs at weight for age, so he's, he's well... Uh, credentialed for this race. A case of you for seconds, horse number two. Uh, you know, the European import, again, he, he tends to get a long way back in his races. 
Uh, he, he should appreciate the extra 100 metres of this contest. He, he ran fifth in the Doombin 10,000. Behind him in the Doombin 10,000 was Valana. I've got in for third, a horse five who ran seventh there behind Giga Kick. Um, should, as, as Joel said, should be improved in this weekend's assignment. And then I've put in the favourite number 11, Think About It, Big Test. Uh, no spoil at the price, but he keeps on, uh, you know, they keeps on raising to the mark. So you've you got to respect that. I've gone 7, 2, 5 and 11 in the Kingsford Smith Cup. And the last at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race nine, Magic Millions, Helen Coglin Stakes, 1,200 metre listed race, set weights and penalties for the Phillies and Mares. Joel? Yeah, open sort of a race, but I thought there was a bit of value around the Godolphin runner, Hellfest. I don't know if Carl's quite keen on her as well. Uh, 20 to 1 seems a good price. She just jumped a touch slow there in the bright shadow first up, and that meant from gate 10 she found herself back. She was near last on the corner. Didn't get much ground, uh, didn't get much room, sorry, early in the straight. And I thought she finished off quite well. Uh, she's been sparingly raced, uh, sort of, you know, her last few campaigns. But there's a fair bit of upside about her, I reckon, and just hopefully she can jump on terms from the better gate and be a bit closer. I think uh, 20 to 1, good value. Uh, four, Sneaky, five, ran on well in that same race, the Bright Shadow. Third up last time in, she was good in the listed Nudgy. Uh, in for third, number 10, Extremist. I thought she was the one that was a touch under the odds in the Bright Shadow. I think she opened up favourite, did get out a little bit, but she ran super. So she's measured up to this sort of level and has to be respected now. Number three, Juan Diva. I thought she was pretty plain at the Sunshine Coast. She did draw wide, but she just didn't run on at all. Maybe something was amiss uh, on a dry track from a good gate. Jason Collett back aboard. If she finds her best, she can sneak in, but she does need to improve. Five, four, ten, and three. Yeah, I'm surprised. Sometimes when you do price assessments for races, you can just be so wrong. And 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 and, and I'm shocked that Health Fest is is nineteen dollars. The market has. Nine other fillies and mares ahead of her in betting, and I just don't see her missing the top ten. I think she'll be awfully competitive. Um, the drifted in betting first up, seven out to thirteen, held up at the key stage. Rising distance suits, good second up record. Um, think she'll be awfully competitive. Got her ahead uh, of number eight, Brooksphere, first up. Um, you know, has the quality. Maybe looking for a touch further. Uh, Comrade Rosa in for third. Nice last start effort in the bright shadow. And Sneaky Five in for fourth. Just worried about the step up in distance. Maybe not as effective at 1,200, but was another eye-catching performance in the bright shadow. Five, eight, 11, and four. All righty, that wraps up the Eagle Farm meeting. As you might have detected, that uh, horse, that mare was uh, Carl's. Uh, value bet on the program. That's race nine, number five, Hellfest. Carl's best race five, number eight, Hawaii Five O. Don't have your tips in front of me, Joel. What are your specials? Yeah, I've made Valana my best, uh, so pretty decent odds, ten or eleven dollars. But that's uh, in the Kingsford Smith race eight, number five, and I made my value race five, number fourteen, which is the Philly Seven Vales. All righty, Melbourne Racing on Saturday heads out to Sandown Hillside. And as we speak to you on Thursday after, well, on Thursday morning anyway, the track a soft five. But it is, as we speak to you on, the, on Thursday afternoon, it is raining and I'm looking out to the southwest and there is no sign of the rain letting up. So I would think we're going to get uh, well into the soft range, possibly even heavy. There is a black type race. 
And there is a fairly warm favourite. It is race six on the program. The Tobin Brothers Bellisbury Stakes 1,000 metre listed handicap. Joel, uh, do you think Katsu goes on his winning way? Yeah, I think he does. He's pretty short, but he does look pretty talented and I think can handle the step up. Uh, three-year-old against the older horses this time of the year. Pretty good recipe. He drops in weight. That was a strong win at Sandown last time out. So I think he's definitely the one to beat. I thought number three, Sartorial Splendor, might run a cheeky race. I know he's very hard to catch and he's not normally one of mine, but he has performed quite well on the backup before. I think uh, twice he's backed up within seven or eight days and, and run a really good race. So there was improvement from him last week behind Bongalay and um, yeah, he's got a bit of company up near the lead, but if he just if he decides to, to put in another good run, he's uh, a sneaky hope at good odds. Four taunting in for third, the SA visitor. Uh, he was off the bit quite a way out in the Wongoon, but I thought he battled on quite well. And in for fourth, I've got the other up-and-coming number six, Invincible Caviar, seven, three, four, six. Yes, same four numbers with me. Katsu on top. No spoil at the price, though. Both wins this campaign have been impressive. Steps up in grade, but uh, looks awfully hard to beat, particularly with the rain-affected uh, surface that uh, we should be looking at on the uh, the weekend. Invincible Caviar for second. Uh, recent jump outs have been uh, positive. For third, I've got in number four, Taunting, who uh, wasn't too far away in the Wongoom. And then for fourth, number three, Sartorial Splendors, Joel Outlines. Got on the back up and did give a bit of a sight last week at Flemington. I've gone seven, six, four, and three. I am with Katsu as well to beat Esther LaRocca, Pintoff, and Invincible Caviar. Seven, two, one, and six. My best on the Sandown program is race eight, number three, Green Fly. Uh, coming off a good uh, fast finishing run, first up, and is unbeaten from three starts. Second up, my value bet race two, number 10, Great Mama, who uh, is, well, it's, I don't know, you know, it's no roughy. It's just, uh, it's pretty much second favourite in a, in a wide open race, only just each way. Um, but uh, Goodwin, uh, first up on a soft seven. And Joel, uh, Wimaru Pin comes across to ride. What can you tell me about this Kiwi apprentice? Yeah, he comes across. He's ridden quite a few winners. He's a group one winning jockey. Uh, he started off um, showing some promise and then I think had a, little bit of trouble away from the track and sort of stopped riding for a while, but he's come back and he's been kicking plenty of goals across in New Zealand. And he comes across here with his full three kilo claim, which is pretty handy for a, a guy that's ridden that sort of the amount of winners that he has. And I think he's teamed up with uh, Mick Kent. Um, so obviously Mick Kent's stable isn't huge, but he'll do a bit of riding for him and, and no doubt get some opportunities elsewhere. And obviously he's got a couple of rides on Saturday for Andrew Fawes, and he does a fair bit of riding for him. In New Zealand, I found this a pretty difficult program. Um, Barks, plenty of plenty of open races, and I struggle to find a best, and I've made it the first race uh, in the two-year-old, so it's always a question mark, but I really like the work of number eight, Axelina, in her jump out and her Werribee trial. She's got a good pedigree by Schnitzel. She's a half to... He's remarkable. Of course, uh, probably should have been a Group 1 winner, got taken off him in the West and a half to Extravagant. Just, uh, yeah, I've liked her work in her trial. I don't think she's going to run a great race. So I've made her my best, but, you know, you can pack her each way. Uh, my value bit at the moment is fourth emergency, so he's going to need a bit of luck to get in. But race four, number 20, and his massive odds race cards. Just really like this guy's recent jump outs. He won first start in Australia very well, and then his form tapered off. 
I think they, they tried him over longer distances. He might just be better kept fresh and, and performing over the shorter distances. If he sneaks a run, he can run a race at big odds. And if he doesn't, I'll make my value for Lazo. Race five, number 13. Hit the line nicely at Flemington last start. Yeah, I echo Joel's sentiments there with this Sandown card. I can't get too excited about it. Um, I, I found it really tricky to identify something at, at big odds. My best bet is race seven, number six. Here's our Bonneval, a $4.40 favourite there in the benchmark 84, over 1,400 metres. He resumed over 1,300 at Sandown Hillside. He got back to last with 61.5 kilos, and he ran some quick closing sectionals to finish fourth behind Chassis. Yet to miss a top three when second up. Um, should get back from the wide gate and should be finishing home strongly, but maybe no spoil at the price. Uh, 440's probably rock bottom. Uh, Stablemate, I think, is the best value. Um, Braden Star, race eight, number 16, a $5 favourite. Um, and he, he's sort of showed a lot of talent in his first Australian campaign. He won at Cranbourne, the uh, shooting star race. Then he just was a little bit flat. Uh, second up at Packham, and then last time resumes with a, a good second behind British Columbia, uh, who is the fourth favourite against him on the weekend. So barrier three fifty five kilos should get all the favours. Wet track won't worry him, and he's got a lot of talent. Uh, over the sixteen hundred should suit. He'll get out to two thousand metres in time later this campaign. So they're the two horses, but not overly confident at Sandown this weekend. Alrighty, Randwick is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. We keep waiting for these uh, Sydney numbers to start dropping off, but no sign of it so far, even as we uh, speak to you a day and a bit after acceptances. There's still about 160 horses left in this meeting. Joel, uh, can you find a couple of uh, winners? Yeah, I don't mind the program. There's uh, sort of four or five that I've tipped at each way odds. I think they're all worth a bit of a look. I've made my best chief conductor, uh, which is race seven, number 12. A big fear, but I don't think there's many chances. I think you've got Chief Conductor, Iron, Merck, and Ken, and I think they're the main three. Chief Conductor opened up favourite at Scone a fortnight ago, around $4.60, but they elected to go around at Wyong on the Thursday, and he duly saluted there at odds on. I think now he's ready for a Saturday assignment. He's, I think he's found the right one. 1,100, gets the three-kilo claim, so he drops to 53. He's a well-bred sword out of Snitzerland by Home Invincible, and he's just been patiently handled this prep. By Sarah Ryan, I think he's found the right race to come to town for. So I'm happy with the each-way odds. Uh, my value bet is race nine at number 15, Zushak. I think he's well-placed to run a race. Uh, he is second up. He had 60 and a half fresh, and he battled on quite well. He's won twice second up. He's used to carrying big weights. He won the 64 and a half last time in at Warwick Farm. And before that was competitive behind Remark. Um had issues when starting favourite against Tamerlane, who's a key rival here. So I thought second up with 53 and a half kilos, uh, he could run you a good race at each way odds. I've got my best bet against Joel's there. Race seven, number 16, Kin. Uh, ran second to Valmaster when resuming over a thousand metres at Gosford. Um, that's strong form lines for this event. And the three-year-old Philly showed talent last campaign, was just... Uh, outside the placings in stakes company behind English Riviera. We'll get back from barrier 10, has the lightweight, but can beat the older rivals on the weekend. The value selection comes up in race nine. It's number 11, Written Beauty. Oh, she's a costly mare to follow, but she drops out of stakes grade. Her past three or four runs by memory is at group three level. This is significantly easier. And as she 
is treated reasonably well at the weights with 54 and a half kilos in this uh, handicap contest. So I think she's worth an each-way ticket and, and just hopeful that off that last run at Hawkesbury, um, where she attacked the line in a, in a steady sit sprint, uh, you know, if she reproduces that, she should go close here. All righty. In South Australia, the carnival is over, but uh, the owners and trainers feel happy to uh, support the Saturday fair. We move out of town to uh, the much-praised track at Murray Bridge. Plenty of uh, runners throughout the day. And, Carl, your specials come up in the daily double races. Race seven, number four, Clamark's my best bet. Uh, resumes with a good win at Balaclava as a well-backed favourite. Carried plenty of weight on that occasion. Um, took a sit from the uh, low draw and just came clear to win easily over the 1,050 there at Balaclava. Over the weekend, it rises to 1,200 metres and that looks suitable. He's a horse that is going through the grades, I suspect, for South Australia's leading trainers of Richard and Chantal Jolly. Uh, my value bet comes up in the last race, nine, number 17, Master uh, Master at Arms. And Master at Arms is the first emergency. So sweating on the run a bit, but draws barrier five. Um, probably the mile is a little bit uh, vulnerable. So coming back to 1,400 metres is suitable, particularly with that economical run that uh, he, he promises to get uh, with that low draw. We'll settle in the second half of the field. I like the way... Um, he, he battled on two starts ago despite racing a bit keenly. Last time, didn't get much uh, luck from his wide gate. So uh, hopefully he can find his way into the field and it'd be a, a really good each-way bet in the last event. All righty, Belmont, the venue for Perth Racing once again on Saturday. There is a Group 3 mile. It is the C-Corp Hyperion Stakes over 1,600 metres at Wait for Age. And our Perth man Greg Hooper is expecting this to be a match race, as indeed was the Belmont Sprint between the three-year-old Bustler and the Mayor, the Velvet Queen. And uh, that was the order they finished in, and that is the order that Hoops is expecting them to finish in. Again, he's gone for nine, Bustler to be 10, the Velvet Queen, seven, Notorious One, one, Dom to shoot. His best comes up early in the program, race two, number four, Super Session. And his value bet race nine, number six, multinational. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Pukekohe and Trentham. Yeah, likely to be heavy tracks. They've had some very wet weather in New Zealand. Another meeting lost to wet weather today over there. Um, my best is race three, number one, Salt Coats. Uh, this two-year-old by Ard Rosson. Both his runs have been very good. I uh, thought it was a good effort stepping up in stakes class last time out. 1,400 should suit now. I uh, thought his main danger... Um, the Philly Orchestral was uh, or has come out, and, and so that certainly helps. Uh, my value bit is race eight, number three, Pacheco. Two runs this time in have been good. Looks ready to show his best third up. Gets two kilos off. Um, was sort of competitive in stronger benchmark grade last time in. And if you're looking for a, a bit of a roughie that might improve, race seven, number eight, double take. Uh, wasn't as bad as what it looks last time out and gets in with no weight after the four kilo claim. And at Trentham, uh, probably not a, not really a betting program, but um, certainly good if you're a jumps enthusiast. We've got uh, five jumps races on the card. Uh, I've gone looking at the flat races for my best. Race nine, number two, Courageous Step. Um, so not a horse I would be betting with a stack of confidence, but has been second at his last couple in maiden grade and certainly looks ready to break through. And my value bet is in a race 
seven, and it's the South Island visitor, number five, Where's Wally? Uh, good winner last time out at Rickerton. He doesn't often put two together in a row, but he is a really good heavy traffic. He's got outstanding heavy uh, form. So he's going to love the conditions and gets two kilos off for Lily Sutherland. So again, he gets in nicely weighted. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Carl, welcome back. Great effort last week. Bois d'Argent has put you back in front for your uh, return to uh, the the podcast and uh, certainly uh, saved the blushes last week. I predicted that after my brilliant week the week before that I would uh, crash and burn second up, and I certainly did. Joel, you got your roughy up for the folks in the paper, which is always good at about uh, 17 bucks. Uh, so well done, but uh, I'm going to try to uh, redeem myself this Saturday with Sandown Race 8, number 3, Green Fly. Joel? Um, you just going to have to extend uh, the bar in your Excel sheet there a little bit, Barks. I'm going to have a $10 running double, Kovalika, uh, which is Eagle Farm Race 7, number 1, into the second leg, numbers 5 and 11, which is Valana and Think About It. And then after that race, once you've collected, have something each way, 10 each way on Hellfest. Uh, race nine, number five, hopefully at the 20 to one can run into a top three position. All righty. Uh, that uh, wraps up the podcast and indeed wraps up the season of autumn for us. So uh, enjoy the last Saturday of that. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week to preview the first weekend of winter on the preview podcast. <laughs>